and welcome to the Warriors Arise podcast. Warriors Arise exists to educate and empower women to break free from the labels of their past in order to find hope, passion, and purpose. We pray that this message speaks to you, and if so, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And please be sure to share with your friends. As a fellow warrior, you play an important role in delivering a message of hope and freedom to countless women who desperately need to hear it. We hope you enjoy the final week of the siege, demolishing strongholds. Hello and welcome to the Warriors Arise podcast today. I am Susie Hansen and joining me is my co-founder, Stephanie Reed. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? It's a good day to be alive. It is a good day to be alive. Yes, it is. Man, this has been such a good series. I so have enjoyed, as I've studied and learned about strongholds myself, you know, you think you know about a thing and then you really dive in to study it. Yep. And there's no better way to learn something when you are preparing. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I've taught a lot to myself. Yes. As we've gone through this. And man, what a powerful testimony we heard last week from Leslie. She has overcome so much. I have been fortunate enough to witness just the darkness that she was in when she first came to Christ and the demonic strongholds that were on her life. And just to see her today, that light just erodes out of her, you know, just God's light as she uh, reaches the lost and and prays over others. Well, what's encouraging is that she's finally learned how to use the weapons. That's right. The weapons to fight off the strongholds. And that is what we are going to share with all of you today on how you too can overcome your strongholds with the pure weapons that God has given us from day one. Yes. And, you know, I didn't realize this. You know, we we talked in week one about strongholds being, you know, many things. Mm-hmm. One of them, a, a physical building, like, yes. uh, think, castle yep. with the, the walls, the fortress, and you're behind the walls. Yep. So that's kind of a physical illustration of what a stronghold is. Is in a spiritual realm. And I also think about going off of that analogy and the illustration is every time that there is this castle, it's usually dark. It's usually stormy. It's like you yeah. have that dark, you know, environment around you. That's right. And so it's usually just a creepy setting. Yeah. Well, because a spiritual stronghold is most definitely <laughs> a creepy setting. And darkness. It is. But there is, you know, it's just like the enemy. He's always trying To copy God. And take the credit. And take the credit. Well, his version of what God meant for good is always distorted and twisted and evil. Mm -hmm. Well, God intended to be our stronghold. God intended to be our fortress. And that is what God is to us. He is that strong tower, that place that we take refuge, that safe wall that we are to be behind us. He protects us. Mm -hmm. And that is what a stronghold is intended to be. But Satan, trying to copy God, took that, twisted it, and made it a negative thing. A negative thing. It's a fight. It's a battle that we're constantly in. And that battle, as we have discussed, takes place in our mind. And it's our thought life. And I don't know about you, Stephanie, but my thought life can take me 
to the darkest of places. Isn't that the truth? It really is. Yes. And I think that regardless of how long that you've been a Christian, you can still have those strongholds and those thoughts. And, you know, for me personally, I've always struggled with being insecure with who I am. Yeah. Always feeling like I'm not good enough or I don't have what you need. I've got nothing to offer. And a lot of that I can, you know, stems back to not just my childhood, because there was a lot of things that happened in my childhood with being abused and things of that nature. But even as an adult, just being betrayed and hurt by people close to me and all those thoughts of what's wrong with me. Yeah, why does people keep hurting you? Right. So you must have something wrong. Right. I'm defective. There's yep. something wrong with me. And and then Satan begins to distort those thoughts. And I think I'm looking at other people's highlight reels. You know, they have it all together and yeah. and I don't. And, and I shouldn't be doing this. To be really honest, I've wondered a lot, you know, who do I think I am to put out this podcast to help others when I battle these thoughts myself? So just to keep it real, you know, I teach this because I walk this. That's right. This is a daily battle. Yeah. And we're talking about strongholds that we are currently facing. It's not something that we have already overcome, even though we have. And you will listening, all of you listening out there, you know, you have already overcome strongholds, whether you realize it or not, Mm -hmm. because you've had the help of God on your side. But, you know, this is what we're battling right now. And for me, it's perfection. Yeah. Because... You know, if I can really think about where it stems from is just obviously the insecurity of growing up and feeling like I had to fit in the comparison games and getting bullied, getting abused. You know, I felt like I had to, you know, be perfect to be accepted. Mm. And so then, like you were mentioning, when you step into leadership roles, that just magnifies and Satan definitely doesn't give you any kind of grace for sure. (laughs) On making you feel like you can't be vulnerable, you can't be authentic, you can't be human. And so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, currently starting a business and a feeling like everything has to be perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I forget about the mission. Yeah. And why God even called us to this mission. And so I think that's where I'm really learning is to be okay and not being okay. <laughs> so I think what we're saying, Stephanie, is that it's okay to not be okay. Oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I, I like you, I've struggled with that. Needing everybody to think that I got it all together. That's right. And the fact of the matter is, I don't. Mm. That I can be a mess sometimes. And it's. I'm not saying that I'm always that you always feel bad, that you're always struggling with these strongholds in such darkness. You know, life goes through seasons. You know, things are going to happen, and you'll go into a stormy season, and it'll be a battle, and that's where I've been living, in the stormy season. So right now, these things are on the surface for me. But I know, because of past experience, that this season and this storm will end, and, and I'll walk through... A different season, yep. a good season to where I, I'm not in the battle of my life every day Correct. to overcome and take my place, yep. my rightful place as a daughter of Christ. Every storm eventually runs out of rain. That's right. I love that. And, and there's usually a rainbow. Those reminders. At yeah. the end. 
Yes. So, so what? Are, let's talk about some things that we can do on a daily basis when uh, we're facing these trials so personally. So we talked a little bit about our enemy. So I think it's important to know your opponent. Mm. And I heard this illustration by Priscilla Shire once, giving her the credit, but I thought it was such an amazing illustration. And that's Take a second and think about everybody that you might be angry at or bitter at, have a resentment towards, you know, that person in the cubicle next to you at work, or maybe it's the person you sleep next to at night. Maybe you're struggling with children, you know, people that have hurt you or betrayed you. Think of those people. They're the reason that I feel this way or they're the reason. and, And we tend to put all of our focus on that. Well, Priscilla Shar talked about being at a church carnival with her then four-year-old son, and they were standing in this really long line for the mole game. Yep. And you know the one where the moles pop up and you got this little hammer thing, and you, you got to hit them on the, the mole before they go back down. And so this, you know, it was in the back of this pickup truck, and it was put together with this card table, and they cut holes through it, and all these moles were popping up, <laughs> and you'd crawl up in the bed of this truck, and you hit these moles. Yeah. Well, the line was long, and her son had become impatient, and so he just walks up to the table before she realized what he was doing, and he just rips open the curtains that hid the underneath of the table. And what you saw under the table was two people sitting under the table controlling the moles. And so as the moles would go up and back down, you realize that it was someone sitting under this table, and... Isn't that picturesque of what Satan does? So the moles would represent those people that just came to your mind yeah, that you struggle mm-hmm. with. And the enemy represents the people under that table manipulating and controlling these moles. Mm, and good. that is what Satan is in our life, is that he operates through those around us, yep. you know, because he knows us so well that his attacks to me are very personal. And Satan is going to attack me very differently than he's going to attack you, yeah. Stephanie. And that's why the Word says that it's not against flesh and blood. It's not against person to person. That's right. It is about the dark forces, which is Satan and his helpers. Yes. That's who the real enemy is. But just like the little boy, those guys underneath that table pretending to be the game was his enemy <laughs> at that time. He was like, you imposter. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly what he thought. He's like, what? Okay, so I'm going to read this scripture, and it is in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It's a good and one. these are verses 4 and 5, because I think it's important to bring this out, because this is exactly what we're talking about here. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Verse 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Yeah, so what does that mean, Susie? That in is layman's a, terms. In layman's terms. So I'm going to read you the Passion Translation real quick in verse 5 because I love the language of verse 5. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, in the Passion Translation, it says, we can demolish every deceptive mm. fantasy. Remember, these are thoughts in our mind. Which is what a fantasy is. Right. So deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every 
arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war Mm. every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. It's a great translation. It is. And this, so what happens is Mm. the battlefield is in our mind. Yep. The enemy injects thoughts into our mind. He tells us that we're not good enough. We're not worthy. He, he puts those seeds of truth to remind us of circumstances in our life, mistakes we've made, traumatic events that we've been through. Right. And, and we just get into this pit of believing these thoughts. Well, if, if the thoughts that are in our mind make us feel horrible like that, that we're not worthy and they're not, we're not good, they are a going against God's word. Yeah. And then it defeats us. Therefore, we don't use our weapons of God. Right. And that's what his plan is. So this is a great verse to keep nearby, put it on a post-it note, keep it near you so that when you are struggling, remind yourself that it's not your spouse or your children or your coworker, that this is the enemy at work and that we need to bind up these thoughts and make them prisoners of war. That's right. Make them bow, as it says, in obedience to the anointed one. So mm-hmm. we need to take what we struggle with and match it up with what the word of God says. Know your opponent. And that is our battle. And we say this at the end of our podcast. We, so the next step is to accept that the battle's won. I think sometimes we we get stuck in that defeated mindset. That we're waiting for victory to happen. That's right. Well, because of what Jesus did on the cross, we aren't fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory because the battle has already been won. Jesus defeated the enemy on the cross at Calvary, and Satan is a defeated foe, and he knows it. He does. And he that's does. why he fights so hard yeah. Isn't to that keep what us in those is? spiritual strongholds. Yeah, he's the most insecure of us all. <laughs> yeah. He really is. And the, I think important thing to remember when you said that Jesus died on the cross and defeated Satan, he only has to do it once. Satan doesn't regain control or no. power. No, I mean— that was stripped from him, and he will never, ever get it back. No, but he wants you to believe that he has power, and that's where he gets power and authority. Is The, the, the power that we give him is the only power that he will ever have. Because yep. the truth is, and, and hear me when I say this, this is the truth. Satan has no power over you. That's right. He has no power over you. Nor will he ever. And so that's when we accept the battle is won. By doing this, we can stand firm in our authority. We have all the authority over the evil one. Which means you can stand in confidence. Yeah. And so, and the word tells us that we have, uh, where we are weak, he is strong. You know, that God, Christ lives in us. And he that lives in us is stronger than he that is in the world. I mean, there are many scriptures that speak to this that we could put on note cards and keep with us and just keep reminding ourselves we have a power we have authority the enemy has no power he has already been defeated we are walking in victory that's right and gain power and strength kind of like pumping ourselves up yeah you he know? is our partner in crime he that's wants right. to partner with you to defeat the enemy as well because like you said we've already he's already done it for us but we have to do it on a daily basis 
Yes. Minute by minute. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, and remembering to walk in faith. What do I mean by this? So, it's easy to believe in God. Yes. I believe God exists. That's easy. Mm-hmm. But to believe God's word, mm-hmm. that is a whole nother ball game. Now, think about what I just said. It's one thing to believe in God, but do you believe God? Do you believe God's word? Yep. I don't know about you, Stephanie, but th- there's been a lot of times that I've struggled with certain sin in my life or mistakes that I've made where I think, well, I know that God's word says this, but and it might apply to you. Mm-hmm. I believe that that works for you, but not for me. You know, we always have that doubt that God's right. word is true and applicable to yeah. us. Or maybe we're praying for something and it doesn't happen. So therefore, the seeds of disbelief come intact. And so I know God's word says that, let's say I've been healed. But if I'm praying for healing and I'm not healed yet, what happens if we start to doubt God's word? Right. Well, and that's where the enemy becomes to whisper in your yep. ear. Uh, he may make you doubt your faith. Oh, yep. well, if you had more faith, then you would be healed right now. It's your lack of faith that keeps you from being healed. This is how the enemy works. This is how the enemy keeps us yeah. bound and, and those seeds of doubt, disbelief. And that's where we have to learn to recognize. And like this tells us in Second Corinthians verse 10 is capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one, to God's word. And he mentions thoughts. He doesn't mention acts. Right. You know, he, it's every thought that comes into our mind. That's the only way that Satan has control over us. He can't yep. hurt you physically. Nope. He can't hurt you emotionally. He attacks you mentally. So that brings me to the next thing, is to remember the power of our words and our thoughts. This is one of our most powerful weapons. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. We do, because it matters. I mean, this is such a, a key to success right here. And it's like, so think about your words. Think about what you're thinking about, because we will either draw power from God and his kingdom or from Satan and the kingdom of darkness with our thoughts. That's right. And I have been uh, a victim of, of taking these thoughts that are negative from those seeds of truth and have been in the darkest of pits just because of the thoughts that keep consuming me. And they feel so oppressive at times that I can't, I feel like I can't think anything else. Right. Because it's so real and it's so true. How could I think anything else? And sometimes you just feel so defeated that you just don't have the energy to take a single thought captive and make it obedient. That's that invisible prison we keep talking about. Right. And so what I've learned is that when you're in that place, That's where your community comes in. Yes. And you have to reach out to your community and say, I can't. I need help. And in complete vulnerability and transparency, you know, I just did that. Yeah. A few days ago, I sent up a a flag of surrender. I need help. And I, I texted three of my sisters in Christ. And I said, I, I can't right now. I'm in a really bad place and I need help, please pray for me. And so I was able to call on these 
sisters in Christ of mine to rally around me and pray for me when I couldn't. Well, let's, and I want to point out by you doing that, it broke the seed of isolation because you let other people in. And that's the one biggest stronghold that Satan wants to keep us in is in isolation and darkness. Oh, man, because that's where he can do his... But the moment you reached out, Mm -hmm. that was broken. That's right. And it really was because, you know, one of you called me, and as ugly as it was, (laughs) she um, heard a side of me that, well, just the brokenness that was in me. And it was humbling to let somebody see that side of me, but necessary. Necessary, Because that is where the light came in and shattered the darkness. That's right. You know, and had I not reached out, I'd have stayed in that dark pit, and God only knows. Well, lies were exposed in that moment. That's right. So, and so that goes to the next step, you know, is claiming what's yours. So I, I saw this statement online as I was doing research, and I loved it. I wrote it down. It said, spiritual warfare and strongholds are designed to keep you from accessing your heavenly rights and to keep you in spiritual bondage. Mm, that's good. And how true is that? Think about that. Because even the you know a few days ago when I was in that dark place, I was so bound. I was so oppressed. I was so broken. I couldn't access anything. And so I just thought, wow, that really hit me when I read that. And so if you can make it a practice to read the book of Ephesians, because the book of Ephesians is so rich, it is. and it, it tells us so much. And even just in the first chapter of Ephesians, in the first few verses, yep. it tells us that, praise be to God and Father, to our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Not some, not a few, but we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And that's just in verse 3 of the first chapter of Ephesians. Ephesians is so rich and full of things like that. Verse 4, it says, He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love, He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus. I mean, it just goes on and on. There's so much in there about who we are and and the blessings that He has given us. And so claim it, sisters. Claim it, yes, because when I read it, it actually makes me feel pretty special. Yeah. I'm like, wow, He did all of that for me, and He thinks of me that way, even though there's moments when I don't believe that about myself. Right. But it's been, we call it the written word. It has Mm -hmm. been written that he does think that about me. He thinks about all of you listening too, that you are blameless and that he has given you an inheritance. Yeah. An inheritance to live with for the rest of eternity. And, and this goes back to, you know, where we talked about walking in your faith. Believe it. (laughs) Claim it and believe it. Believe it. This is the word of God. Believe it. Claim it. Because the word also says that it never changes. It's the same yesterday as it is today. Yeah. And you have to remember, this was written, gosh, so many years ago. Oh, yeah. So many. Thousands. And it's still relevant today. Today. It doesn't oh, yeah. change. Never. God's word never changes. It's alive and active. Yes. And sharper than any double-edged sword. Yep. 
and it can apply to you today, tomorrow, next week, Mm -hmm. into the future, just as much as it applied when the day Paul wrote it. That's right. And Satan wants you to be afraid of it. Yeah. He wants you to think it's too hard to understand. He wants you to doubt it. Yeah. Doubt it. It doesn't apply to me. Oh, Mm -hmm. that was back then. No. It's not just a history book. Claim it. Believe it. Yeah. It is yours to claim. That's right. And then the next step is to pray, decree, and declare. So what does this mean? So in prayer, take the Word of God and decree and declare it over your life. So, Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, that you have blessed me in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Mm -hmm. Decree and declare, I have been given every spiritual blessing in Christ. Decree and declare, He chose me before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. That's right. In love, He predestined me to be His daughter through Christ Jesus. Yes. And so that is how we go about praying and decreeing and declaring God's Word over ourselves. Yep. You literally just take the Scripture and you place your name in it. Yeah, make it personal. Personal. That's right. And lastly, what we're going to talk about is to stand and be strong in the Lord. Hmm. And so how do we do this? In Ephesians chapter 6, it tells us to put on the armor of God. And in doing so, it tells us that we can stand firm then and be strong for the day of battle. Because what it tells us in verse 10 is that Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that, the Bible says, so that. So now it's going to tell us why we need to put on the full armor of God. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Which tells me that you are a conqueror, that you will conquer him because God or Jesus already conquered him. That's right. So we're, like we're fighting said, from victory. Yeah. Yes. So like you said, he's given us all of these things so that we can realize that we're fighting from victory. Absolutely. And he has given us every single thing that we need mm-hmm. to rise up and to stand firm against Satan and his schemes against us. We have all power. We have all authority over the enemy. He does not have the power to hurt us unless we give it to him. Unless we give it to him, and we do sometimes. And we do. Uh, And I can personally tell you that I have done that myself way too many times. That's right. So make sure you join us next week because we want to talk about the full armor of God. This goes on. It's from verses 10 through 17. You can read it and study it this week as we prepare to do an episode on each piece of the armor Mm -hmm. and how to put it on, what it means, and how it's helpful to us. Yes, absolutely. And it's an episode you don't really want to miss because it's something that you have to put on every single day. This is one of the daily practices that we've been talking about, and Man, it's just a powerful teaching. And so I just love the fact that God has given us every tool in our tool shed to defeat the enemy. And oh man, yeah, it's 
It's, it's so life-giving and empowering when you understand, as a child of God, the tools that He has given us and the power and the authority that He has given us. And it's empowering. It gives you the strength that you need. If you are like I was a few days ago, and you don't have it in you to fight, you don't have it in you to pray, you don't want to speak or decree or declare one single positive word over your life because you are just done, then I encourage you, reach out. Yes. Reach out to a trusted sister and say, I can't. I need help. Please come surround me in prayer mm-hmm. and do that today and and just put this podcast on repeat and and make notes of the steps that you can take to overcome the strongholds of the enemy and to begin to renew your mind because that is the where the battlefield is begin to renew your mind that's right all of you listeners out there you're not alone you're listening to this podcast for a reason. God brought you here. And I think he wants to tell you that there's hope. Mm -hmm. There is purpose in your pain. And that all you need to do is learn how to use his word to defeat the lies that you're listening to right now. Amen. That was so good, Stephanie. I think that's a great place to close for the day. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us. And we look so forward to having you again next week as we discuss each piece of the armor and God I'm excited. Of the armor of God. But until then, please be sure to like and share this podcast. Warriors Arise is on a mission to deliver a message of hope and freedom to hurting women. If you'd like to talk with us, you can call us at 405-822-8230. Or you can email us at info at warriorsariseministry.org. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, because of what Jesus did on the cross, you're not fighting for victory, but from victory. Victory.